When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, that's um, that's pretty bad. That one, one nineteen to one hundred six. The Raptors lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, and uh, in a game that was not competitive, uh, thirteen points is the the deficit at the end. But the Grizzlies had them at arm's reach. It was it was never really in question. They got dominated thoroughly in the paint on the break in a lot of the facets that the Raptors like to do their own damage and weren't able to do tonight. Uh, more on that in a bit. First, uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, house cleaning or housekeeping, I suppose it's called. Uh, there is a live podcast that will be happening on February 7th and is at Rivoli, the Riv, I've been told. Uh, myself and Lewis are hosting it. There's a bunch of people from Raptors Republic, some special guests, just a whole bunch of basketball talk. It's $20 to get a ticket and $10 for all-star subscribers, both of which come with a drink, and drinks are pretty expensive these days. Also, there's a three-on-three tournament, the 10th annual one of the Raptors Republic, puts on uh, at the end of the month. Uh, just Google three-on-three Raptors Republic. I'm sure that'll pop up, but I believe it's on the 27th. So uh, stay tuned for both those things. And yes, uh, lastly, uh, or firstly, hey, anything, honestly, uh, this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Earl Sampson Folk, and this is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, shout out to Goldfinger Law. You know why? Because when you go with them, you only pay if you win. And you can contact them at 416-730-1777. Thank you for joining me. Uh, The last two I didn't do, and my apologies for that. The first one against the Cavs, I had an audio malfunction. Very unfortunate. The second game against the Clippers... I was on a flight and I wasn't able to uh, do the reaction podcast. I did see the game, though. Uh, Not a good one either. And uh, so thanks for sticking with me. These will be regular as they often are or always have been. Yeah, the Raptors losing games. Uh, (laughs) I I talk to people about this team. Uh, Some of them uh, work uh, in and around the league. Some of them cover the league like I do. Some are fans who I respect. Some are readers who I respect, listeners like yourself. And uh, a lot of people think this team needs a big. And nothing will shove your face in the dirt of that fact, like playing against Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. And the Raptors thoroughly, thoroughly outbodied, outmuscled. There was a play where Pascal Siakam played in the fourth quarter when the Raptors were trying to make their run back into this thing. Pascal tries to play drop defense and does a pretty good job. He had a good time of it last year, too. The Raptors stopped the initial action, and there was energy expended there. And what Steven Adams does is Siakam lets up for a moment, right? And immediately he's pinned under the rim because the the play got spaced out. Everybody pinched in initially, like, to guard this play, okay. There's a tag coming over, but they reset it, and now it's just, 
Pascal who's in drop and Steven in the in the paint and Steven seals him like just shoves him in the chest cuts him under the rim and it's just like that's the death knell you can't ask a guy like Pascal at his size to contain Steven Adams at his especially considering what Pascal has to do all game on defense and on the other side of the floor even with the Raptors playing I guess technically their biggest guy Coloco he starts this game plays 12 minutes not a good game for him Wancho, technically the starting shooting guard in this game, despite being the starting center and many others, uh, neither of them have a profound impact on this game. And as good as Scotty, Pascal, and OG tried to be, I think all three had moments. I think all three did things well. I mean, Scotty with, I think, seven or eight offensive rebounds in this one. Pascal finishing with 25 points, 10 boards, four assists. OG. Again, pretty good defense, 16 points, three three rebounds, three assists, two steals. But the thing about this game and the thing that OG talked about and that many people talked about in media, OG said like, hey, I'm going to be the guy who who says I need to be better and I'm going to try and lead in that way. And that was after, you know, we talked about effort and the, the effort question was kind of just coming and going. And I thought I would ask for more. Uh, specificity from OG like hey you know effort has to be coupled with stuff what are you guys trying to do specifically and he was like hey I'll be the guy you know and the transition D has been really bad for a long time now Uh, they haven't been protecting the rim they haven't been shooting the ball well all the hallmarks of a Raptors team are supposed to I guess incorporate effort and when you And this was the interesting thing about the Raptors at the start of last season was, and the thing that confounded many people was that the Raptors were able to offensive rebound like crazy and still keep teams out of transition. Many people wondered aloud, how does a team do this? Is this tenable? Is is this sustainable? Currently, it doesn't look sustainable. And I know that, well, the transition defense was just flat out bad tonight. Um, Hit aheads were available. The Grizzlies had guys in numbers on numerous occasions that they probably shouldn't have had. And Nick Nurse was displeased with that after the game. Um, it's what most of the writers were talking about. And it's it's tough to watch a team just get beat around and get beat down the floor. And they, they had no chance in this game. Uh, they had a couple nice little stretches. Gary Trent Jr. had some terrific shot making in this game. And I mean really, really good. Pascal Siakam. I think Dylan Brooks is a fantastic defender who finished with 25 in his own right or 24, I think, tonight. And they put Dylan on Siakam a lot. He's very strong for his size. He's very good at angling defenders into help. And when you have Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. there, that works quite well. Uh, he's also contesting Siakam you know, on these shots. He's also making Siakam feel his presence. And, and, you know, Siakam is being gapped by the rest of the defense otherwise. So it's very good team defense, making Pascal work for it. And so Pascal, who struggled immensely with Jaron Jackson Jr. last year when they played at the end of November without John Morant, we're looking at a guy that as soon as he got Jaron on him twice, he got to the free throw line and he scored the other time because he, he had figured out, okay, I know how to attack Jaron. But he had a tougher time with Dylan plus the help side um, principles of the Grizzlies. So they had a really great, I think, defensive scheme. The Raptors missed a lot of open threes in this one. I know, I think they end up shooting 10 for 28. It's not the worst they've done. It's not the best they've done. I mean, 
we're looking at a team that we want to shoot better, that everybody wants to shoot better, and uh, and they they miss shots, man. And they certainly didn't create a ton of them. Pascal Siakam, as far as guys creating shots, he was fundamentally the only guy doing it at a high clip. Malachi had some nice stuff coming downhill, but this is a team that, as far as offensive juice, did not have a lot. Even OG, who there were some drives that are really liked and really appreciated. Most of the successful ones came on second side action. So it's just tough, man. And when I was talking to Nurse after the game and I asked, again, to be specific, like, hey, you're, you guys used to allow a lower frequency at the rim last season. They were 13th, and now I think they're 22nd, perhaps 23rd in how often they let teams get to the rim, and they're allowing a higher percentage there. And this is kind of what everybody's been talking about with the Raptors by you know being hamstrung offensively is the defense tied to try and get that going so they don't have to play in transition on the other side, like the chicken or the egg. But I asked him, you know, what's happening? Are are the rotations later that you guys are making to the rim? And basically he he cut me off. He he had heard enough of it. He was like, we're not scoring and we have to play transition defense. We have to get back on defense and we're, we're not letting our defense get back and get set and do anything. So we can't score the ball. But he was he was upset answering the question, so I didn't get a follow up. But I think he's talking about the same thing that a lot of the fan base, a lot of the people have been talking about with the Raptors, and it was certainly the case against the Grizzlies in this one. My goodness, the Raptors—they didn't have an easy job of any scoring in this game. And you know, tries Pascal might, tries Gary might, tries OG to some degree might. Chris Boucher, you know, getting after it on the offensive glass, being present as as a cutter that kind of stuff the disparate pieces of talent you know never coalescing just existing separately and kind of punching in points when available that's not going to do it against the Grizzlies and it certainly didn't tonight and the Grizzlies had their way going the other side I mean John Morant could not be stopped at the point of attack you know leak outs hit aheads him pushing the ball himself in the half court getting downhill 17 assists at the end of this one is a piece of cake for him. And yeah, the Raptors, they they just couldn't hang. They lose this game. And, uh, you know, they, they started to pressure the ball. They were a bit better for moments in time. They made their little runs, but, you know, and they gave it their all for, for moments, for stretches. But it was not a sustained effort. And this is kind of the thing with this team is that a lot of things haven't been sustained efforts. 15 and 20, there have been a lot of performances this season that I'm sure will leave a lot of people wanting, and for good reason. And the Raptors getting absolutely bodied in the paint, getting beat down the court, and having very little recourse to try and create offense to keep pace with all of that. In fact, having virtually none. um, It makes it for a tough watch. I hope the people who watch this game with Jaron, with Dylan Brooks, with Jaw, with... Steven Adams, I mean, hey, I hope you enjoyed the hell out of this game for that. And, and you know, so some of Gary's shot making, some of some of Pascal's incredible open court maneuvering, let's say. But this is this is a game where the team, many people I know root for, the Toronto Raptors, got thoroughly outclassed. And in this one, not close. Uh, fun little tidbit for the people on the podcast. You don't get to see it, but for the people watching on YouTube, uh, you get to see a piece of the outfit I wore 
that Gary Trent Jr. complimented after the game. So uh, if that if that makes me seem any cooler in your eyes, excellent. I'm trying to curry as much favor as possible. Um, the the Reggie Evans Award winner, I, I got to give it to Scotty. Seven offensive rebounds, classic Reggie Evans type of performance. The four assists, the three steals. Scotty, it's it's tough with his game right now, and this is what John Morant talked about afterwards. I I walked in on half of that after talking to the Raptors players, you know, Adam was asking jaw about Scotty's second year struggles. And, and, uh, you know, if he had any, I guess, uh, opinions on that from his own point of view and, and jaw was like, well, I took a big leap <laughs> in year two, which I thought was funny. And so Adam probed a little bit further. And, uh, on, on when jaw was walking out of the room, he said, he's special. He's going to be all right about Scotty. So, uh, Take that for what you will for anybody who is perhaps, you know, anxious about Scotty's development, et cetera. But Scotty's had a tough year. There's been things you can tell he wants to do on the floor that the skill development has been lagging behind somewhat. And then in some cases, we're looking at he can't do things physically that at times I think everybody knows they've seen before. And he's been a little bit hobbled. He's been dealing with stuff. The organization has acknowledged that. He doesn't really talk about it, but, you know, everybody asks Nick. Nick says, yeah, he's dealing with something. Everybody's dealing with something. Then he takes a game off or so. It's just tough. And to see a guy go out there and against that front line, 14 boards, or sorry, 10 boards, 14 points, four assists, three steals, and a really tough start to the game, going out there and kind of pushing through in the second half, even if the game was out of reach, just kind of, supplying the Raptors with some buckets on the interior and and some a little bit of playmaking and also being able to, you know, pound the glass. It's it's nice to see. As tough as these games are, you have to, you know, especially with the young guys, you got to be able to take some positives away. And if the if the season keeps going this way where they're losing more often than they're winning and, you know, maybe that sees them fall at a playoff spot, I don't think that uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they probably should, considering who's on the roster, try and upgrade the roster so they have somewhere to go. But if the, if they're just losing games, my coverage will not just be this you know holistic look at the team. I'll be more heavily focused in on the younger guys on the roster and the steps they're making and all that kind of stuff. And and Scotty, he continues to make small steps, even if he's taking steps back in other areas, dealing with health, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he continues to grind. The top quick reaction comment is from Mark Booth. Quote, punked in your own building. The things Brooks got away with would never happen in the 80s and 90s. Where are Matt Barnes and Oakley's of the world? End quote. Um, I mean, Dylan Brooks is liked quite well off the court. He's like a nice guy. Um, he gets along with a lot of people. I think a lot of NBA players don't have the animosity for fellow NBA players that um, fans might have. And you can understand why that would be is because they understand, you know, when we just watch as fans or, you know, you don't ever talk to these guys or see these guys, they're just like this, uh, you know, um, a figure on the screen who in Dylan's case can, you know, come off as quite villainous and antagonistic to opposing fans. And when we look at 
how the guys, you know, they interact with Dylan Brooks. They know what Dylan Brooks is like. He's he's a great uh, shit talker. He he's great at getting under people's skin. It's it's a part of his game. He got under Pascal's, forced him into a tech, forced him into fouling out. Like that's part of his shtick. And um, I I it's very tough. I think to get established players to kind of get into those situations because like Oakley and Barnes, for example, as much as like the tough guy thing goes around, they were certainly people like those stories and, and for good reason, they're fun, but people wanted them for basketball skill mostly. Um, You know, I I think that's an important part of it. (sighs) Is there a, a Matt Barnes or an Oakley of the world? I don't know. Killing Hayes just slept Mo Wagner the other night. Knocked him out. Got three-game suspension. And if you're saying you want somebody on the Raptors to take that three-game suspension to knock out Dylan Brooks, that is not what I would advocate for. If that's what you're looking for, um, maybe maybe mix in some UFC with your, uh, you know, do dual screen. Dual screen. UFC and, and Raptors going at the same time. That way you get a little bit of the, the cathartic violence on the other side. Uh Mark, thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this uh, on the podcast, thanks for tuning in on the podcast. On the YouTube channel, uh, thanks for tuning in there. You can like it, subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe at raptorsrepublic.com. And uh, yeah, finally, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. <laughs>